Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast where we get down to the nitty gritty of what actually happens during and after a cancer diagnosis, hosted by me, Madison Pollock, and my co-host, Paige Gill. Today's guest is Elodie Hakimian-Brogan. Elodie was diagnosed last year at just 16 years old with ovarian cancer and has had no evidence of disease since May 2020. Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Today we're talking to Elodie and we're so excited to have her. Hello, Elodie. How are you? Hi, I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? We're good. We're so excited to have <laughs> Great. you on the show. I'm excited um, to be here. And Elodie, you were diagnosed with ovarian cancer mm-hmm. um, the end of 2019 and you have been free of disease since May of 2020. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty crazy. Well, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, we always kind of like to start with like the, I guess, the start of the story. So kind of how you found out you had it mm-hmm. um, and yeah, everything that happened kind of like before treatment started. Yeah, so I've had like stomach pain my whole life, really. And like mm-hmm. I remember whenever I go to the doctor, you know, they like touch your stomach and like kind mm-hmm. of just like feel around and it would always hurt, but I never really thought anything of it. And so I've always had, like, stomach pain or kind of, like, period-like symptoms, like, bloating and, like, Mm. cramps and kind of, like, weird things or, like, things like frequent urination where, like, you wouldn't really keep track of it. You're like, oh, I drink a lot of water today. That's why I'm eating, like, seven times a day. And, like, little things like that where I was like, oh, maybe I have IBS, whatever. And then I had, like, the pain attacks, like, over the years got worse. And so one time in, I think, 2015, I went to the ER because I had really bad pain on, like, my – right side and I was like I think I was like 12 maybe or something like that and I went they thought oh constipation or ovarian cyst something like that they didn't ultrasound they didn't see anything and then I like just was like okay I, I get constipated no big deal I just can't poo very well and so I'll just take some laxatives here and there and I'll change yeah. my diet and they put me on some like weird diet that was supposed to help and I thought I, it did but the pain just kind of went away and then mm. it would come back and then like different things were happening in my life and so I would just like kind of push away you know, like the daily cramp. And I remember like having a discussion like freshman year being like, we were talking about periods like in the locker room or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I get period cramps all month long. It's so weird. And I was like, that's so weird out of nowhere. Like, I don't know why. And then we're all like, "Ah, crazy, Elodie. Her uterus (laughs) is going crazy. But I kind of just ignored it. And I wasn't really focused on it. And I, I don't know. I remember like, And so my life went on and I still had pain and like I would have it pretty often. I would, I had all the symptoms of ovarian cancer, like bloating, Mm -hmm. cramping, like literally like everything. And like no one really caught it. I was asked to put on that diet a bunch of times and then like it would work and then it wouldn't work. It's like low FODMAP, but you like- Yeah, I was gonna ask, what was the diet? It's low FODMAP, which is like, honestly, I forgot what it is, but it's like, you can't eat like apples, but you can have like as much fucking like nuts and shit as you want. And it was just, it was just weird and it, it was very unpleasant. It made me gain a lot of weight. I remember being pissed off about that. But mm. I mean, freshman mm. year, like you don't want to gain like 10 pounds yeah. after. Yeah. But it was, I was like, whatever, not a big deal. And then I went to a new school. I transferred for sports because I'm a swimmer and, po- and a polo player. And so they just have way better sports there. And then I was mm. having pain, nothing big, nothing like, well, for me, it felt normal, but it obviously wasn't. Mm. And then... Mm-hmm. One day after polo practice, like two months into school, I had like the worst pain attack I've ever had. I thought my appendix was bursting and like my best, one of my closest friends just burst her appendix like the week later or the week oh, prior. Wow. So I was like, oh my God, because it was on my right side. And I was like, holy shit, yeah, what, right. what is happening? And so it was really bad. And I drove from like all the way to the beach because where that's practice started to like to go to the ER. And it, I thought, oh, because I get cramps sometimes when I'm hungry, which really wasn't cramps. It was a tumor inside my abdomen right and so I got there they I waited for a while and within like 30 minutes it went away and I was like oh my did I just come here to fart like was it just gas pains and I felt so stupid so crazy it's crazy how it's like yeah just because it went away and I was like did I seriously wait in the ER for like hours just to fart yeah I was right did I waste my time 
yeah, exactly. And I had to go to school the next day. And I, like, I'm like, I was pissed. I was hungry. Like I remember craving pesto pasta so much. Oh, like I was, I was like, I know there's so pesto good. at home and I'm just here in this emergency room and I can't eat anything. That's so funny. I love that. And, I'm and craving then, it now too. Yeah. It's, I know, it sounds it's, amazing. And then I, my, we were going to wait for an ultrasound. Then my mom was like, okay, I know you're really hungry. The pain went away. So why don't we just order one and you'll get one this, later this week, like from my primary care, like from my pediatrician. And so that's mm-hmm. what we did. Cause I was like, they're just going to do a scan, whatever. And I'll just be here for another like six hours. Right. Yeah. They keep you forever. Exactly. And I've, I've done it. I've like been to the ER so many times, like from like 2015 and from like passing out and other things. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I know how long it takes. It's not fun. I was tired. Like I just finished like six hours of, of swimming that day. Like I was not mm-hmm. in the mood to sit there for longer. And so I got right. an ultrasound like a week later, thought nothing of it, thought, oh, maybe it's gallbladder stuff. Cause both my parents have had their gallbladders removed. So I thought, okay, something like that had it's similar pain on your right side. It goes away, whatever. And then my mom sat me down like a week later and she was like, okay, I have good news and medium news. And I was like, okay. And I was, I was like, what's it going to She was good news, you don't have gallstones or your gallbladder's fine. Medium news is you have a mass in, on your ovary. And I was like, how the fuck is that medium news? First of all, did Tanya. She see the, <laughs> did she see the, um, the scan? Like, ultrasound before no, you? No. Yeah. No, she didn't see it. Actually, I don't think she, no, I don't, I don't know if she saw it because I honestly, who can read an ultrasound? Like, yeah, no, I don't it's, know. It's, like, I, whenever no, I get one, no. I like look and I'm like, do I have a baby in there? Like, it's very confusing. Yeah. But apparently, like, the only information she had is it's a mass. It's on, in my, like, it, they didn't even know it was on my ovaries either. But it was just in my abdomen region, like, my lower abdomen. Okay. And they, at the time, they said it was, like, I think, like, eight centimeters, maybe? Right? Oh, yeah. But homegirl was much bigger than that. But basically, <laughs> she was way larger. And I was just, like, holy shit. Like, and my mom got mad at me, I remember, for calling it a tumor. She was, like, it's not a tumor. Tumor means cancer. But it's like, how can you not let your mind drift there? Right. Yeah, my, yeah. My my dad had um a brain tumor, right? So I was like, obviously the word tumor, mm. you attach it to a meaning. Right. And then I yeah. got then I went to a doctor and I remember like going to like the cancer center and I was like, I didn't even realize it was the cancer center. And then I saw all these bald people in the lobby. I was like, oh fuck. Like right. this is real. <laughs> like, oh shit. And I was like the youngest by far, because it was the gynecological center. And so like mm. there's no gynecological um center in like St. Jude's or like in a children's hospital so yeah I went and my doctor was great she was like okay you have this mass whatever in the beginning I was just like oh my god I'm gonna lose that lower belly fat I've never lost like I've been trying my entire life <laughs> like, I was like I will finally out. have a flat <laughs> stomach I was like so excited and I was I think I was so scared that I was like trying to cope with it right yeah I was terrified because it's like when you think tumor you think cancer and then yes it got closer to surgery they're like okay you know it's not just eight centimeters it's 16 you know it's like around like and then it it looks pretty big it's covering both of your ovaries we don't know yeah and so it just like was pretty crazy and like it was terrifying and then they were like okay it's covering both of your ovaries you're gonna have surgery like a month after I found out I had surgery and then they're like okay you're gonna or might have to take out both your ovaries and if we do like you can't have kids you can have kids but you can't like create your own and blah blah blah. so it was like a lot to think about but for some reason my twisted little teenage brain was like skinny I'm gonna yeah. be skinny. <laughs> I'm skinny yay and then also that my brain was like okay try to cope with this because it's scary yeah you know yeah two months into a new school but my my friends like my and my swim team amazing and so I ended up growing a party to celebrate like my eviction of Kimberly, which I, I named her Kimberly. Because oh, I like that was, like, it. Yeah, that the helps. name I can think of, and I didn't know a Kimberly. And so, yeah. and I created like an Instagram account called like Fuck Kimberly sixty nine, where I would like post updates oh, and like God. a bunch of like random shit. And then so I threw like two days before my surgery, I threw like a Fuck Kimberly party with like a cake, and everyone wore pink, and like oh my God, I, I made an that. invitation that said like Bring your own ovaries and everything like that. <laughs> So I was, I, just, I was trying to really give this bitch a good send off. Totally. Bitch, you know, plus also like I was scared shitless, but I didn't tell anyone that because it's like, yeah. you know, like my mom. Yeah, you were trying to like make light of it. And... Yeah, because I knew that like, especially like new at a school, you don't want to go there and be like, hey, may not have kids after this. Eh, like, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so you, just a total was, party pooper. 
Exactly. And like, I was, I'm a pretty like bubbly, like energetic person. And so like for them to see me in a different light, I was kind of like scared of since I didn't know them too well. Mm. And then I had surgery. They, they were like, okay, it could be stage three. It could be nothing. Like those are your, but so I didn't they didn't even, do like a biopsy. Like no, I don't know how ovarian. They didn't do work. a biopsy. They, because oh, wow. they were like, because it was, ended up being two and a half pounds. So it was a, Pretty big bitch. What? Yeah, I two and a half pounds. Believe that. Like, I, had, I had a two and a half pound alien in my all my ovaries. Oh my god, Kimberly really was a big bitch. She wow. was. She made me look fatter wow. than I was, and I will never forgive her for that. And so <laughs> it's just so basically, she was so big at a point where like you couldn't. It was like, and also it was causing me like constipation and like a bunch of. Oh, like, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah, they thought I had IBS, but it turns out she was just right. pressing on my organs like a bitch. She was probably pressing on mm. everything. Yeah, oh, exactly. completely, and it would all hurt to it. the touch. It would That's hurt. You got to pee all now. the time. Oh yeah, I had to pee all the time, and so they were like, "It's not worth to do a biopsy. Like we're gonna take it out no matter what. So we'll do a biopsy after." And since she was got so it. big, okay. it took them two weeks to get like to biopsy the whole thing. Because it had so many different parts. It, it had its own right. blood vessel. What? Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't come out with teeth. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed, but it's okay. Oh, I want pictures. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. It's literally, like, it's it looks bigger than two and a half pounds, too. They, and they yeah. didn't break it, either. It has all these different, like, sections. It's it's gross. I have, like, pictures Whoa, of me. I told so my doctor, nice. I was like, you have to take pictures when I'm in there. I need to know what this monster looks like. Right. And I, I have pictures of me reacting to it after surgery, and it's just like the funniest shit. Cause I'm just like, what the fuck was inside of me? But <laughs> can you send us those? Yeah, I can send them to you. Yeah, after. I don't want to- it's it's pretty graphic. I can show them to you after, but it's just like, and so after surgery, they're like, okay, it's benign because what they do is they do a sample in there, but it doesn't like it's not like a accurate. It's like eighty percent accurate, right? Okay. And so they sampled it and they're like, it's benign, but we knew going into it that we wouldn't know really what it was, the whole thing, until two weeks after or something like that. Oh, so okay. I got out of surgery. I was like bloated, like, an ins- and I- it was insane. And I remember like after surgery, like I had, I have an eight inch scar on my stomach, right? From like above oh, wow. my belly button to like where like the bikini starts. And like, mm-hmm. I- that was, I've had surgeries before, but like adenoids taken out and like random shit like that. But that was a horrible surgery. And, like, the funniest part is because they put gas in your stomach to, like, open it up. Oh. To, like, make it, like, more so they can like, like, dig through in there and get all that right. rum out. Uh-huh. And so I had the worst pain because all I need to do is fart. Because oh it's just, God, like, like, gas it's pain from, like, horrible. Gas. And gas oh. pain, and it's also, like, pressing on the incision. Oh. Right. And so it was horrible. And so the only way I had to, like, walk and do all these things but I remember, like, the first time I farted after surgery was, like, the best moment. And they also didn't <laughs> stink, which was really weird. Feeling. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was just, like, air. It was just air. My mom was like, oh, Ellie, it's going to smell. And I was like, just you wait. These are good farts. They don't smell. You see yeah. a funny noise, and you can laugh about it. Yeah. But, oh, my so God. I were- they're helpful yeah they're they're fine it's just like comedic and so I finished surgery I think I recovered weight I think they thought I was gonna stay in there for like a week I got out within like two days I think and I like went to Thanksgiving like three days after surgery and I was just like bloated really just look look pregnant basically but and then Mm. I waited and waited and and then two weeks later they're like okay you have stage one ovarian it was 10% malignant 90% uh, benign and I was just like, what the fuck? It's Jeez. just crazy. How the hell did that happen? No, at How 16. No and, the, and the weirdest part is, is that I was born with a tumor. And it slowly what? grew as I grew. Yeah. How do they know that? Because it's a germ cell tumor. And so basically, they, um, like, they track it with, like, I think called a blood test called AFP, right? And mm. so, like, that's for germ cell tumor specifically, I think. I'm not sure. I kind of forgot all the science stuff. I have no idea. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can be talking and we'll believe it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Trust me. And so basically <laughs> your AFP normal levels are like seven to 10 uh-huh. and mine before surgery, like I think 1500 and oh, that's whoa. just, yeah. And so that's just, that's just like the tumor. And so it grew with me and I think that's how they found out it was a germ cell tumor. So it's good that nothing caused it because my mom was always like unorganic strawberries will give you cancer. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wait a couple years, Tanya. Like it'll yeah. happen no matter what. Yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> not a big. It just. It that just is funny to me now that she's like, I don't know. But basically, and so it grew with me. So it's like, okay, nothing happened that caused it. And childhood cancer, like nothing really causes it except like some gene fucked up. 
or yeah, some cell like, like went rogue. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, you have to start chemo in two weeks. And I was like, what the fuck? I've- it's so interesting to me. Why, like sometimes it's interesting. I guess I understand to a point, but of like, you took it all out. So why do you have to do chemo? Exactly. That's, that was the most yeah. frustrating part for me because yeah. they took all of it out. It didn't pop. Nothing happened. It was a very successful surgery, but right. they were like, there could be a rogue cell. Right. Right. Exactly. That's oh. yeah. Like, that's the fucked up part. Cause you go through the and surgery, you to take it out. All your body. Your good cells. Exactly. Yeah. Hair, everything. Yeah. And so it was, it was so, it was really fucking annoying. And I remember my parents were like celebrating, right? Cause, and cause I forgot that it could have been stage three and I could have lost both. Oh, they took out one of my ovaries, by the way, but it doesn't really affect your period or fertility that much. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. But then who knows? Chemo might've made me infertile, but we don't know yet. (laughs) But but that's just every, that's just chemo. That's just chemo. But, but my parents were like celebrating and they were like, Oh, thank God it's stage one. And I was like, what the, like, Right. I was, I was yeah. like, oh shit, should I not be crying? Because yeah. it's like yeah, I know, it's a very confusing the emotion. Chemo, the chemo part is almost scarier than the you oh, have cancer it. part. Oh, completely, because you have cancer, yeah. okay. What about I'll go die yeah. on an island somewhere happily? Who cares? <laughs> right, like yeah. yeah, like okay, what am I supposed to do with then chemo? It's like you're oh, gonna be shit, sick it's real. and bald and it's, it, it's real. real. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. way more of a mind fuck than mm-hmm. get hearing you have cancer because hearing you have cancer mm-hmm. is saying like the sky's blue you're like okay what about it right no big right. deal yeah. and it's it's also it also doesn't feel real until chemo exactly at all it, totally 100%. like it, yeah. it doesn't feel real at all like I remember going to chemo and I was like ha funny chemo I have cancer <laughs> like joking about it a lot and <laughs> yeah. then I've checked into the front desk a million times for like blood tests things like that and then the first day of chemo they're like oh so you're here for your infusion I was like no what yeah it's such a weird feeling i don't think like i'm fine because you're also i'm also sick i was 16 at the time i was swimming like like not 50 no i was swimming like three hours a day yeah yeah like you're like an active like i was eating my mom's an organic la mom like you know i shouldn't have gotten cancer and it's so it's just like weird but I remember, like, they were super excited. Also, I get it because, like, my dad, he had leukemia when he was a child, which gave him the mm. brain tumor because, like, they the radi- they used oh. to radiate your entire head. Oh, wow. Like, the entire oh. thing. So then he got a oh brain tumor. And my dad was actually on low-dose chemo while I was on chemo, which is kind of fucking funny to me. That's in insane. A, in a sick way. But basically, wow. they were, like, so – they were happy, but they were also upset, but they were, like – okay, you're going to survive it. But I wasn't even thinking about that. Because when you're a teenager, you don't you don't right. think about yeah, your mortality yeah. pretty often. Right. And yeah. so, like, for me, you know, dying wasn't on my mind, really, until I got the mm-hmm. cancer diagnosis. And then, like, death ideations happen because that's just, like, normal. But then they're like, okay, you're going to mm-hmm. lose your hair. And I was like, what? But I'm fine. Yeah. You took it out. Yeah, right. it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Why do I have to go through that, too? Exactly. And so it, I was just really frustrated. And then... Like, I was supposed to do chemo, and then they were like, okay, let's do a blood test, see where your levels are after surgery. And then they were like, okay, we have this medical trial that we, we want you to try. And so it was basically, they were just like, you know, with men men with testicular cancer with stage one don't have to do chemo, right? Mm-hmm. They just take out the... Yeah, they just, like, I think they just, like, cut the ball off entirely or something like that. But they're just clean cut, done, don't have to do chemo. And so they're like, okay, you know, we're going to try it with girls. And so it's like a pediatric study. Because there's not a lot of research on ovarian cancer with, like, teenage girls. Because usually they catch it too late when they're older. And so basically okay. they're like, okay, we'll delay your chemo. We just check your AFP every two weeks. And if it goes up, you do chemo. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, you don't have to do chemo. And you just get tested for a year. And so I was like, holy shit. Like, I got this, like, glimpse of hope. And I went yeah. back to school for two months. I was having so much fun. But then it was also, like, every two weeks it would be like, fuck. And then you the have to, like, get tested go. every two yeah. weeks. And okay. every two weeks they went up Ugh, every no. single time and it was just like because you get this whole roller coaster of emotions yeah completely and you're and you're in school too and it's like how can you focus when this is happening it's com- yeah. it was bullshit and i i was so pissed off like one of my teachers i was like i've i was diagnosed with cancer cancer the, right. the big c yeah. over the winter break and i may need to go to chemo can i not take this math test like I can't right. do it. I'll fail it. And she was like, "No, you have to take math." It's just 
I have a lot of teacher stories, and they're just, like, some were really understanding, like, my chemistry teacher literally was, like, when I told him I had a tumor, I have, I didn't do any work since that day, which is great. Uh, That's what it should be. How can I focus on, like, geometry, and I was, I was in algebra, just want to make it clear, but I was, like, how can I focus on algebra when I'm, like, when I'm, like, gonna lose my hair in a month? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not... I don't yeah, what did the school? Did you talk to the school about it? Like, well, oh, I my counselor. I'm pretty sure my counselor was a breast cancer survivor, but that woman oh, okay. is a bad bitch. She fought for me. Like my teacher, my math teacher, like wouldn't fix my grade or something. Um, it's a long story, but she was just being really rude, and my my counselor emailed her three times. She didn't respond, mm. and then she ended up printing out the email and dropping it off at her mailbox like twice oh, and then she didn't respond and then I got cancer so it was like kind of flipped but my counselor was great it's just that like some of the teachers were kind of like yeah annoying yeah, assholes but then I just wouldn't go to their class it was like a really simple like mm-hmm. okay I'll just I just won't go I'll just sleep yeah. in the in the morning so that's right. what I ended up doing and like I don't know my mental health is really shitty as expected like leading up to chemo because it's like the yeah. weight is almost kind of harder right like Paige yeah. and I they were just like okay you're starting yeah right page like it, it wasn't like a wait it was like I so mean, mine was like a week maybe oh, yours was a week. Week. so mine was maybe I don't even know maybe oh a you month. went to freeze your eggs so. yes because I had yeah. to do that part yeah was, that was I the only reason I, that too. I was supposed to do that too but then we were like yeah whatever I don't I think yeah. it's like chemo no. was because t- I didn't want to go on like temporary menopause or some sh- or I don't know they just I don't didn't want to get shots I don't remember exactly yeah it's a lot yeah I'm not gonna it's a, it's a big lot. process right so, yeah, yeah I didn't do it trying to get mine harvested naturally apparently oh but that's like without oh, that's medication a great option. but i don't we're trying to figure that out because it's i don't know kind of kind of want to have kids but you know but yeah so i think the weight was really hard because it was like you get this sense of being a teenager again mm-hmm. and right. like oh i'm a kid like all my friends are at school and then you see kids like i remember my friend friends complaining about little stuff used to piss me off a lot because mm-hmm. i was like yeah. parent jokes. shut the yeah. fuck up like relax but now it's like I realize like you know like everyone for one person at the end of the world is like you know what I mean so different yeah exactly and so it's kind of unfair for me to and also I like I my friends sometimes come to me and they're like I don't want to come to you because like you're dealing with such bigger things I'm like no that's unfair to you yeah like if someone like like, had a a harder cancer and was and I was like no I don't want like I'd be pissed off right if they're like no you can't talk to me that's a really good point I would be so scared to talk to people that had harder cancer. Exactly, because it's so. Because I, I don't like, know. You're probably gonna think I'm crazy for complaining then. <laughs> exactly, and so I, even though they I won't. think, yeah, they won't. Cancer people are like okay, cancer's cancer. Except like yeah. the women yeah. in school who are like, no, I fought. It's like so did we all did. We all are bald now. Like relax. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the weight was really hard, and I remember like I went yeah. to this party, and I like. Be- best party I've been to is like this art tri- art tribe thing and it was just like a bunch of like live music it was really fun and I saw a bunch of girls with shaved heads and I was infuriated yeah. I was like they get to choose to do that I was gonna say yeah like the uh, choice yeah it pissed me off and it's I was so happy for them I was like good for you I wish I had the balls to do that without cancer mm-hmm. but it yeah. made me so fucking angry right that they yeah. got the choice they yeah the choice. yeah a, you don't have any control like liberation it's like oh fuck yeah I'm going to shave right. my head. But I was like, oh, I have to go bald because of this thing that was in my fucking ovary for all my right. life. Mm-hmm. But, and so leading up to the chemo, like I, I don't know, it was just like really stressful because it's like you're trying to manage like being a teenager, school, mm-hmm. sports, and then like your own mortality and like your looks and like kind of just like the future is super scary. And then yeah, I went into chemo. Oh, and then also in the process, I like was I was like trying to get scarves because I was like I'm gonna be bald, might as well get like a oh, you're trying to get scarf or something like that. Yeah. Like might as well like, you know, I don't know. But at this point, I didn't know I was doing cold caps because I was like kind of don't I kind of didn't want to do that. And then I like filmed a TikTok of me like bawling in some like store store, and yeah. then it like blew up. And so out of nowhere, I had like thirty thousand followers, which was great. Whoa! But. It's funny because all of them just wanted to see me bald, which is just like right. really funny to me because they didn't see me bald for a, till like June and I filmed it in December. So they had a long oh, wait. Oh, wow. So because yeah. I- They had to so, wait with you. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know what? Oh my gosh. I had, them on their, I had them on their toes. So yeah. 
so I gained all this following, which was great because I was able to like post funny videos about it. Uh huh. But then I would always get like I don't know, kind of thousands of "You're so strong" really start to piss you off. Yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing. Like, because on my like TikTok feed, I'll like yeah. come across a ton of cancer videos just because like, in the comments are just knows me. Annoying. I know, and the comments are like thoughts and prayers, inspiration, and like. I know that it's coming from a good place. No, completely. But it's annoying but it's like, as shit. It, we're not, like, we didn't choose to do this. Like, we're not, like, inspired. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I will we say this. We just to fucking do it. Exactly. Yeah. I'll say this till the day I day. We yeah. didn't choose it. We just, we just sit in a chair and vomit a couple t- times a week, and we lose our hair, and we just have to, we just have to, like, live in a society that is, isn't made for us. And so it's, having the TikTok was great, because I met, like, my, clo- I met, like, a bunch of cancer kids, and, like, I even met like this one girl, Abby, and now I'm like dating her friend, and so it's just like, oh, it's, that's so cool. Thank God for cancer. I love that. I, say. I will. I will say just to touch on that. The I think now, like, because we've connected with so many people, yeah. And I do always say like you're so inspiring because these people are like I think yeah, after cancer different. is oh, when completely. it's like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like the shit that you do and afterwards, completely. Yeah, I think is the. Exactly, and that's what people ignore Your too. Your response to it. Exactly, yeah. People only focus on like the actual chemo and like the things that are scariest yeah. to them, right? Right. It's scariest mm-hmm. to them, and then after you go through, you're like, "Yeah, that was shitty. Whatever, move on." Yeah. And but yeah. the worst part is is recovery completely. Yeah. yeah. It's way more of a mental fuck completely. I mean, like during chemo. It's kind of, you just sit there and the doctors, your port does all the work, your doctors, the chemo does all the work, right? Hmm. But then after, you have to pick up all the pieces that cancer completely threw apart, like, threw across the right. shattered. And no one can do yeah. it except you. And that's the worst mm-hmm. part. Yeah, and that no is the hardest part. To keep being, mm-hmm. like, I guess, positive or, like, strong I- after the fact. Bullshit. The whole thing of staying strong is just, like, when you tell a cancer survivor, to, I'll live by the same for the rest of my life. When you tell a cancer survivor to stay strong, you're telling them not to, like, you're pushing them in a corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then strong. Don't feel in, anything else. Exactly. Strong, like, encapsulates, like, not crying, like, like, right. not complaining, not doing anything. It's like, when you say those things, like, I remember I didn't, like, I didn't cry in front of my parents when I was diagnosed because I was like, because my doctor kept on saying you're so strong, which isn't her fault. Like, love my yeah. doctor. And they don't really understand it as much as we do. But I was like, oh, shit, I'm not dying. Now I'm I fine. gotta be I'm, strong. I have stage one. I'm fine. Like, stop right. crying, Ellie. Stop. Like, you're fine. It's just hair. It's just hair. Yeah. It's just hair. And it's, it's, it's so fucked. And so those comments are annoying. But then I also get a lot of great comments. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just frustrating. But then I did chemo. I did three rounds over, like, what ended up being 11 weeks, which was supposed to be nine. But, like, blood cell, blood, like, the... My white blood cell count was too low, and then, like, it got, like, my last oh, okay. chemo got delayed, mm-hmm. which was really fucking annoying because my That's mom planned a so parade. That's so annoying. She, oh. she planned a parade with, like, all my yeah, friends. Yeah, wait, can we talk, can we talk really? about, like, this was in COVID, so you... Oh, yes. yes. So Did you have to go alone to... I didn't, since I was a minor, I didn't have to, but my first week of chemo, okay. like, I, I ended up doing cold caps, which didn't work the best, but mm-hmm. I had hair during chemo. For the first two rounds of chemo, okay. I had, like, a a substantial amount of hair and then right. it, it kind of fell out more and I think I had like maybe like a fourth or a third of like what I had before chemo my last day but then after okay. chemo okay. it just continued to fall out and so I shaved it oh, until it started growing it. back oh, but basically yeah. so the first day like the cold cap guy came and like taught my parents and like my mom's boyfriend how to do it and like and then I did my first round it was fine for a first round I did five mm-hmm. days in a row of like Oh. kind of like seven hour days and wait then, so you had to do five days in a row and then the two following Mondays so it was like a okay. one cycle is three weeks so it was like the five days mm-hmm. like Monday through Friday then I get a break from Saturday to Sunday and then I get Monday that next week and then the next Monday that's crazy Jeez. Yeah. it was but I, I went so home intense. so it wasn't okay. like I stayed in the hospital I was I'm five minutes from the hospital too so it wasn't a big deal but those five minute car rides felt like an hour when you're like I'm dead sure, or, yeah. chemo or on your yes. way there. But and then Corona hit and I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so weird. But it was kind of like I wasn't in the world, really. I was already was going to stay inside more. Yeah. Not a big deal. And I remember like I felt this kind of relief because I was like, I'm not missing out on anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is such a good point. And I'm not, I didn't, my friends weren't going to parties. Oh, they weren't doing anything. They were all point. stuck in. They were, and then also it was nice because I didn't have to like all the, my entire time during keep my focus on myself completely. Mm-hmm. I didn't focus on seeing people. I didn't focus on like meeting people's expectations on how it would be or how yeah. I would act. Mm-hmm. It was very much just me in my room trying to survive and me trying just to like get through it. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. happy that it happened. I'm pissed that it's still going on. Right. I remember I wasn't allowed to like celebrate with my friends my last day of chemo when yeah. I was cancer free yeah. or my seventh kind of birthday. Of too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was the worst part. So if I could, if if I if quarantine was just from like March to May, I'd be fine. That would have like, been fine. It, it would have been in your favor. It we been, all thought exactly, it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. And so I don't know, and it, it just also made it worse too because I wasn't really able to see like my best friend. But I would, like, drive to her her house, like, is right, is, like, overlooking the water, like, the beach. Oh, wow. And so I would go and I'd watch the sunset, like, every day before chemo or when I could. Oh, that's really nice. Because it's, like, that's all you can do. But then it's also scary because it's, like, your mom, Mm -hmm. my mom goes to the grocery store and she's, like, if I bring it back, my daughter dies. Yeah. Right. Right. That's so scary. And so there's, like. And so we were very much like, we can't do anything. I couldn't see my friends. I didn't see my best friend for, I think, three months. Wow. That is so hard. Like, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's isolating in itself. And like, oh, completely. I mean, thank God I had TikTok and I had like a group of people kind of behind me. Yeah. Because it not only did it give me something to do, it gave me something to like look forward to and like wake up to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, true. And all it's just and also my friends were busy with school too. Mm-hmm. And so like it was kind of hard. I mean, it, I'm the only thing I'm mad about is it took the attention away from me. I'm really pissed about that. Like no like fighting for Elodie shirts or like anything like that. Yeah. And I will forever yeah. be mad at coronavirus for doing that for me because it's just like yeah. I like the attention I've always wanted just like stripped away from me. Right. <laughs> so it's just like I mean, the what did you, you do? Deserve exactly. Exactly. Totally. But I I still got like I had an Amazon wish list, which is like the thing I recommend to anyone who gets cancer: make an Amazon wish list because oh, people want to buy things, right? People that's so yes. smart. And so I got Birkenstocks, I got hats, I got like I got like these fish sandals, like I got a lot of things. Like I got bl- heated blankets, like the the fluoride. Yeah, nut, like, brilliant. It was. Yeah. I mean, it's it was so good because I got everything I needed and everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. That was great. That's so such I a good idea. But so smart yeah I mean everyone okay that's going under your description when we post your picture (laughs) on our Instagram that we have the best idea from Elodie it's in my in my like in my entry in my book it's like what to do when you get cancer and like I think one of the closest ones like the highest one is like make an Amazon wish list and a GoFundMe too yeah wait can we talk okay sorry no keep going I want to talk about the book though too Oh, yeah. So, I mean, during quarantine, I think I just focused a lot on myself and, like, bettering myself. I think it was just really sucky once I was done with chemo. You can't celebrate. I couldn't celebrate. I really wanted to go eat sushi. And I couldn't eat sushi. And then I had to, like, wait. My mom was, like, because there was a rumor, like, Corona, you can get it from raw food. But then then we waited till my, like, um, till my immunity was, like, back to normal. And then yeah. I had a lot of sushi on my 17th sushi. birthday. Good. Like a large amount. And Good, so, amazing. yeah, I was Made very, it, it was like after yeah. like, it was after like four months and I was just like, oh. and it's my favorite food too. That's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was so excited. But you know what? In a good way. I'm kind of glad that you couldn't have it during chemo. Oh, because I would have ruined it. Yeah, oh, you would have ruined so many foods. So many yeah, foods. Right? I, All my, my faves are gone. Completely. Yeah. And my diet is so limited. I ruined plain bagels with butter, plain pasta. Oh. Like, all, like, the foods you eat when you're nauseous, which is really bad for, yeah. like, future me. Like, yeah. I, can't have, I can't have whole wheat toast with butter. Like, uh, yeah. uh, what else? Other, and, like, dumplings and, like, fried rice. And oh, like just a normal oh, salmon, a just like weird Dang shit. It. Salmon's on the list. That's so- I know. Well, I can have like raw salmon, but for some reason, oh mash, oh no, mashed potatoes. I'm starting to get back into, and I'm okay, sure yeah. at some point I'll be fine with like mac and cheese or with like um, plain pasta. But yeah, you know it's the worst one is ginger ale. 
I can't oh, drink Canada oh, Dry I ginger ale. I can't. I can't. I, I, I was nauseous a couple, a couple, like a week ago or something, and I tried drinking. I almost threw up. Yeah, yeah. The I know. smell is just like, straight to chemo, straight yeah. to the chemo bed. But and so I don't know the food. But then I'm trying to think. It honestly, I appreciated being in quarantine during it because it gave mm-hmm. me a lot of time just to focus on surviving. But yeah, yeah. and now yeah. it's annoying. And, and your book, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that helped a lot. And but it, the only thing. So that did I, you write it? Like, what's yeah. the process? So I've basically I've been writing it, or I've been journaling for a while. And so, like, yeah. the earliest entry, I think, is from, like, 2018 or something like that. But it's pretty sporadic. Like, I would just write and be like, oh, I hung out with a boy today. Ah. Yeah. Like, funny <laughs> shit like that. Where it's... But I'm glad I kept them because now I can kind of give a glimpse of what it was like before cancer. Yeah. And I remember it all started off because I was like, I want to get into a college, right? Because I was talking to my friend. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I have a finance blog, right? And yeah. I was like, fuck, what do I do? And I, he was like, well, you just got diagnosed with cancer. I think you could I was just going to say, you got cancer. Yeah. yeah. I know, exactly. And so... Well, this is actually great, great before way. my surgery, I think, or I think it was, like, after or something like that, and I already started writing a book, because I've, like, had, like, a bunch of, like, troubles in my life, and, like, at one point, my therapist was, like, you need to write a book about it, and I was, like, okay, mm-hmm. who really cares about, like, a girl in LA with, like, divorced parents? Like, honestly, like, it's kind of boring, but I got what the spice that I needed to make it a good yeah. book, so yeah. you know what? I remember I, I made a pros and cons list. There. Exactly. I made yeah. a pros and cons list for cancer. Because I was like, do I really want it? Because my the attention part of me was like, yes, you do. You really yeah. want it. You really want it. It'll, it'll make, you know, I don't know. My brain was, I was the girl different. who, would, it makes me special, you know, college essay. So, like, my say, thing, you better get into any college. Oh, yeah. I'm, don't worry. I have good plans. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but I... I was like, my pros and cons was like better book, right? And then when I got yeah. diagnosed, I was like, do I really want a better book? Like, I just want my yeah. hair. But I'm glad it happened. But so basically, it just is a journal. And so it's like, yeah. when That's I write, so cool. yeah, when I write in my physical journal, I, um, sometimes I go dear, but usually it's just like, whatever. But I love writing, horrible at grammar, mm-hmm. horrible semicolons, all that shit. I'll need to hire someone for that. But mm-hmm. like, I've always loved writing. And I'm, I'd like to say I'm a pretty good one. Yeah. So I hope so. I hope I'm not just like, but my, my, I've no, people read it. They say, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you would be, you're very <laughs> funny. So I would be like, the best when my friend was reading it, she reads it pretty often. And she was like, it sounds like you. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, that's, that's great. That's, that's great. a big compliment. Yeah. I, was, I don't want it to sound like some like sappy book, whatever. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. you're I'll probably like, I've, so many like maybe a gallon tears writing it right but mm-hmm. it's also like I don't I don't want it to be like a sympathy book mm-hmm. yeah like a, a good book to cry to mm-hmm. yeah I mean, you don't want to yeah. be that person no because it's like I mean I I hate people I don't know why but it like boils my blood for some reason people who like I used to be the person who loved watching cancer movies and cancer books weirdly enough really? weirdly enough I would like look up like cancer young adult books. Well, oh, that's so funny. Yes. You, you have your own. Exactly. And yeah. so, I don't know, when people kind of like watch Fault in Our Stars just for a good cry, it's like you're literally crying in my life in a yeah. way. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Wa- now I can't watch anything. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't be really. Well, I love cancer movies still. I watch them just to cry. Oh, I can't. I will. Oh, yeah. Oh. I would just cry. Yeah. I watched um, the sex. Have you ever seen the Sex in the City episode when Samantha shaves her head? No. No. Did she have cancer? Yeah, she had breast cancer. And she has to shave her head, and it's literally the most heart-wrenching. And it just, like, brings you back to that moment. So I I watched that, and then I literally, I can't watch anything else now. 50-50 probably the most realistic one I've seen. It's with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. I haven't seen it. 50-50? Yeah. I mean, it's a different perspective. It's a male perspective. And so I really want to see a realistic... Like young adult woman he, one because yeah. it is such a different experience. Like all of a sudden he like <laughs> I whatever I don't want to spoil it, but at the end he has hair and I'm like what the fuck like it's yeah such a great, it's like I that's actually a good point. There's no like young adult female cancer movies. No, except like Fault in Our Stars, but yeah. like that's like but also not like about can we not her. like she's not yeah. like that's not real. Also, all the cancers are so inaccurate too. Like I was reading up on it. Apparently, like the eye cancer that the guy has, like never shows up in the eye or whatever. Oh really? Yeah. Apparently, it only shows up in like the leg or something. So I don't know. It just. Huh. 
I just, it, I need a cancer movie that doesn't have to do with falling in love, you know? Like, because it doesn't, yeah. ha- like, that's it not what it just happens when you get it, No, it, it yeah. doesn't. It, there's no, like, Augustus Waters. She's like, you're beautiful. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Maddie's like, where is my Prince Charming? Yeah, no, no. I'm like, Make a wish doesn't let you take friends. I looked it up. They don't let you really? take people. No, it pisses me off. I was supposed to not also the family. Oh, family, yeah, but like they were yeah. dating, and so I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're like giving your wish to someone else, maybe make make a wish is kind of stingy. Oh, I but forgot I like that's make a wish. But they're kind of yeah. like. But I mean, whatever. They're doing great things, but so yeah I just I just write when I'm upset and so it's like a coping skill which is great I'm profiting off of mental breakdowns that is a very um good coping skill too very healthy coping exactly it's it's, and I enjoy it and I kind of get Mm -hmm. escape in it and I think I've written written like 260 no 220 pages wow that's very impressive thank you and so I don't know. The frustrating thing is that, like, I don't know where it's going to end because it's, like, my life, right? Still growing. And I would like it to end at a point where I feel normal again, but I think that's just my head thinking that life, like, that my life will be normal again, which it never will. Yeah, yeah. maybe so that's a bigger thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. think. It, things will never. It's a new normal. Ex- yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I talk a lot about that and, like, how no one tells you. That like, because when you beat, I don't know, I had this feeling when I, when I beat cancer, I was like, it's done. I'm done. Okay. Right. Let's focus on getting back in shape. The, the hair is going to go back. I'm like, well, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, I was like, what the fuck? Why hasn't my life fallen back into place? It's so totally. hard. Right? Yeah, yeah. You no think one everything's going to go back. No yeah. one tells you because yeah. you think, oh, I'm right. cancer free. Okay. You just put Yay. it back together. But yeah, just, yeah, you know, just like separate. put the puzzle piece back yeah. in, please. Like, it, then they're just like, no, you can't do that. Sorry. Yeah. There's too no. many puzzle pieces now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just waiting for a moment where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I feel content in my recovery, which honestly, I don't know if that will ever happen. And so I might have to cut it off early. Mm-hmm. But kind of in a moment where I'm like, you know what? I feel. It's just every day it changes. I'm like, is it going to be when I'm back at school? But then it's like, when is that going to happen? I'd like it to end. Like, there are things I want to write about. I want to write about, like, introducing people you've never met in person and be like, oh, yeah, I had cancer. Like, kind of mm. sneaking it in in funny ways because yeah. I, I always enjoy that. Be like, oh, yeah, I had cancer. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why I look like this. Yeah, and that's so, always. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always like they're like, what? And you're like, yeah, the big, the big C. Yeah. I had people that always me. say, I'm so sorry. I'm like. Okay. alive so okay. i'm here a lot of trauma yeah. and my brain is lots damaged, of trauma but, okay. but yeah you know i'm here that's what matters right so yeah there are little moments where like and like going to parties and like things like kind of like the little things where people miss yeah, getting back into not normal but getting back into like the actual life, life of a teenager exactly yeah I, the book isn't just about and not every entry is like cancer sucks yeah <laughs> period no it's like i have a yeah. life uh, like around it and I think that's what a lot of movies don't touch on or a lot of books and also a lot of most of the books are middle-aged women with breast cancer talking and it's not relatable to me and I know Mm, so many kids don't relate to that they're like oh I have to take off work and I'm like oh okay like that's Mm -hmm. you we have different experiences I'm so not able to be like wow this is really like I I got a book it's or someone bought it for me it's called like love letters to cancer patients it's a great book there's only mm-hmm. like one or two entries that are like people below age 25. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and, think that's yeah. really hard to find people to relate to exactly. when they're yeah. 100%. For sure. And I, when I found it, I was like, that sounds like someone, that sounds like me. Like that sounds like a young person. Like he was giving like genuine advice, but he was still like 25. And I was like, is there no, like, do they not realize kids get this too? Yeah. And kids want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the whole, window. yeah. And so the whole point of the book is to show like what it's actually like but like ignoring mm. all the sappy bullshit all the fucking romance that doesn't happen until maybe yeah. after cancer right i don't I, know it hasn't happened for me so, so. <laughs> but, like <laughs> it's mainly after cancer mine have mine was a weird one mine was in the middle no but it's, it's, it's not it's, no, it doesn't happen. My like ex boyfriend literally, I he was an asshole, but he was like, "You don't have cancer," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> wait till my hair falls out, Mister. Give it a couple oh my weeks." Gosh. No, he was oh an asshole, but 
So it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And also boys are scared of cancer. They're scared of it. It's like, because it, they see it and they think, oh, she's fucked up. Like, she's like, she has all these issues. And it's like, it's like, no, I just, well, yeah, you're right. But I can deal I with know, it. but it's because of a reason. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so, I don't know. And so it's kind of hard. So basically the book, I want to touch on things that movies don't. It's like the mental health aspect. Mm-hmm. No one talks about it at all. It's yeah. like so, especially in teenagers and having to, I don't know. It's so interesting to me to like hear how other kids do. And also just like, I don't know, I find my own life interesting, maybe a narcissist, but basically it's just interesting how your mind prioritizes things and right. how like you, what you choose to prioritize and what you have to prioritize as a teenager, it shouldn't be saving your life. Right. Yeah. And so it's a kind of weird mind fuck. And then like after cancer, you're like, okay, I'm fine now, but I need to keep on focusing on my health. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And like you, can, yeah. you try to like kind of break away from it, but it's move kind of impossible. On, but you can't. Yeah, it you can't. Is, and yeah. then people tell you to move on. They expect you to. They expect you're fine. You know, you're okay now, right? right? You're fine, right? Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, not definitely like, not. You're not fine. And so I, I don't know. I just yeah. want to. I want the book to cover first of all what it's really like to get cancer as a teenager, or I think it's relatable mm-hmm. for like young adult or mm-hmm. anyone who's a young spirit, you could say. But mm-hmm. I think. I just want something to relate to because I would have like paid so much money for something like this to read while I was going totally. through it. That's yeah. amazing. Like, You're doing something that would have been helpful to you. Yeah, it's hard to do yeah. that. It's hard because it's, I dig up so much shit. I don't want to talk about. I mm-hmm. really don't want to like dig into like the feeling of chemo. Mm-hmm, and like, yeah. especially since I didn't write a lot during chemo, because obviously I was dead basically. Oh, I'm so right. I'm like, yeah. I like go back and I like look at pictures and yeah. look at them and listen to oh, the music I was listening yeah. to. And like, oh, that's so hard. Rehash the feeling. Exactly. And it's just yeah. like, it's, it's annoying, but I, and I'm also, I think I'm going to donate half of the proceeds of childhood cancer research just because that's, that's incredible. I don't think it's going to make too much money. So I might as well give half of it to kids because our government Good for doesn't you. do shit they yeah, only give like four percent so mm. so i don't know i just want it to be something that i needed because i know mm-hmm. so many other kids needed it yeah feels cool but... to be needed too and <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's a yeah. lot of pressure though i've i at one point i like reread a lot of it and i was trying to edit it and i was like mm-hmm. oh this is not happening no yeah. this will stay yeah. in my google docs for years to come this is not coming out <laughs> i'll just delete my instagram account i'll just pretend like i don't exist no big oh deal oh my god no you gotta do it no i hope so many yeah, people you do. i know that's, like, see i'm also really critical of myself and so i think when i read it i'm like this is horrible but like for someone who needs it it's like the yeah, yeah totally. it doesn't have to be perfect it's never exactly. gonna be perfect you know? it has and to, it's also it's yeah and so i think I also want to make it fun and like add funny like doodles and like things like that mm-hmm. just to make it more personal make it cool yeah. because mm-hmm. like I don't know it's just when you're a teenager all you want to do is be cool right that's like what everyone strives mm-hmm. to be whatever I'll admit it that's like one of my goals and yeah. so like reading like a breast cancer book about some 30 year old isn't cool you know as mm-hmm. no shame to them at all but you know yeah. you want something that you can relate to it's and hard like, to right. yeah yeah and then you don't want to like you don't want the language to be too, like, not... Although I've read some books about... I forgot what they're called, but, like, have a lot of cussing in it. It just makes it more fun because it's, like, you don't not cuss during cancer. Yeah, like, totally. Not, like, daisies and sh- sunshine. Like, it's hard. Until after I beat cancer, I didn't really connect with any childhood cancer survivors my age. Yeah. Right. I wanted... I was trying so desperately to find support groups and all the... And it's just... It's harder than it looks. Honestly. It is. It's really hard. It's hard to find. I mean, that's why we created this. Because yeah. there it's, wasn't really anything. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I just would like it to, like, for it to be something that, like, can be, like, a buddy. Yeah. I love that. Like, that's it curious. sounds like it will be. And please yeah, keep us sure. updated when it's out. Yeah, I'll let you also, know. Also, it would be a couple months or more. If you want us to review it, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. that. Yeah. But we see the the dilemma is I'm like okay I should get it out before college applications because if I'm if I'm gonna write a book might as well put it on my applications right it'll help me a yeah. lot for but sure then I'm like, you definitely did. but do I because I'm a junior now do I cut the story early and sacrifice not giving a full mm. picture because if mm. my because right now my life's not really happening like I'm not like experiencing like, yeah, teenage like things yeah so, which is annoying like still mad at Miss COVID <laughs> and like and so I just have to wait for that moment where I'm like, okay, 
this feels complete. I feel mm-hmm. like I've come at least three fourths of a circle. Probably won't come full circle by like I'm. I'm hoping to finish it by June or like by my 18th birthday. That's okay. a great goal. So, I think so too. But I don't know. So it's kind of hard because COVID is. I'm like, do I sacrifice mm-hmm. it? And I also want people to like get it as soon as possible, but then I also right. don't want them to be like, "Wait, is it is it not over?" Because it's, I mean, it'll never be over, it's really. Always come up with part two. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Said. She was like, <laughs> also going to college as a cancer survivor with chemo brain too. Scared yeah. shitless. Yeah. So, and I yeah, have ADHD I don't, too. I don't. Did it make yeah, it I don't think it has to end there. Yeah. Right. I don't think so either. I mean, it's never, yeah, it's never going to end. Like, exactly. I think that's, exactly. I think that's the part that, like, I don't like to think about is that, like, this recovery will never end. You know? Right. It It, just, yeah. I know. It'll get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mental. You get adjusted. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And then you can always talk about that adjustment too. Like, I feel like there's a lot more to be said, which, Oh, yeah. Can't be written like, in another one. Yeah. And like the little things that people don't expect, like having to get a blood test after, um, like after chemo. Like, yeah. I have to get blood tests every three months and I sh- like shit my pants with anxiety every time. And like, no one right. Every it. time. And it's yeah. like, there, there are so many things, even like when you're cancer free, it doesn't just, the thoughts don't magically go away. Go at away. All. Right. They kind of get worse in a way because it's like, all yeah. You- can think it it does happen but i think i think you should get it out before colleges because i think that's a really badass thing to come out yeah i completely plus i want to be able to and i also trying to get it out before college especially so yeah like oh i sold this many copies and blah 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 yes i also want to get it tied up and then you'll be tied up with college applications too exactly yeah i wanted exactly yeah, so, so I, I think want it out as soon as possible. Well, we also want it out as soon as possible. Yeah, we want to read it. And so <laughs> we would love that. And we were so excited to have you on because I was hearing from Maddie that we have a TikTok star coming on, <laughs> a book writer coming on. I was like, oh, my gosh. And you definitely lived up to all the hype. So thank <laughs> you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you, Elodie. No problem. Thank you guys so much for having me. We appreciate we it. We loved having you. Yeah, please keep us posted. And Will like, do. seriously, if you Absolutely. want us to review anything. And we also want pictures of you reacting oh. to Kimberly. Oh, completely. yes. I'll send, okay. you want the gory pictures of Kimberly too? I don't know. I'm yeah. scared. Uh, let's okay, just do it. Go. Let's do it. Just Maddie. send it all. Send it okay. all. Okay. They're, they're pretty bad. Like, it's like out of a medical textbook almost. That's crazy. Okay, okay that's send fine. it all. We're curious. Yeah. yeah. We are. Okay, good so to know. Hope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep in touch and yeah. we would love to have you again sometime when. Yes, the update. Yes, Will with do. your update. All right. Thank you, Elodie. Elodie. Bye, Thank Elodie. You. Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast that tells the truth about what people with cancer actually go through. Each week, myself, Paige Gill, and my co-host, Madison Pollock, sit down with fellow cancer survivors to tell our stories. Keep up to date with our guests and new episodes on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast, and tune in every Monday to hear our stories. 